0: This is, this is, it is what it is. (laughs) Lord, help me, help them. Lord, help me, help me, and then help me, help them. I thank you, Lord, that this word will be like an arrow, and it will pierce the hardest of hearts. It will penetrate. It will get in the core of people here to bring a supernatural change and a shake. Lord, that every limitation, every hindrance, any obstacles or any past events that's holding people in a place to stay, I thank you that this word will shake them, that they will actually walk in the prepared life in Christ that you have for them. So I thank you that this word will not return void. This word will not return void. Please open up yourself so this word won't return void. Please open up yourself that the anointing on this word will not come back and rest on me. It will rest on you and change your life forever in the name of Jesus. Receive that. Receive that. Hebrews 1. I'm going to just read 14 verses. This is a whole chapter, and this whole chapter is saying some things that's amazing. And so read with me Hebrews 1, chapter 1, verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in the time of past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days, everybody say last days, has spoken to us by his Son. Whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the world. Somebody say, Come on, Jesus. This whole chapter is about the supremacy of Jesus. It's about the glory of Jesus. It's about the Son of the Father, who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person, upholding all things by the word of His power. That's my Jesus right there. When He had by Himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majestic, the majesty of the high, on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, he's above the angels. The son exalted above the angels, for to which of the angels did he ever say? The father never said to any angel, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. No, that title, that place, that position was left for his own begotten son. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, that's me, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angel, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire, But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Jesus never had a starting date. He always was and will always be forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. You know, we need to be like our big brother Jesus, like the son of the living God. We need to love righteousness, but it's a two-sided coin in this Christian walk. You got to love righteousness, but you got to hate unrighteousness. You know, if you hate something, you're not going to hang around it. If you hate something, you're not going to put your hands on it. If you hate something, you're not going to embrace it. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness, lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you. Come on, Jesus. With the oil of gladness, Jesus is still happy. You know Jesus can't can't wait to come back and receive his bride. I mean he's looking, he's looking, he's looking to come back to embrace his bride. Are you as excited about Jesus coming back as he is excited about coming back for his church? He got the oil of sadness, I mean gladness on (laughs) him. More than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. Jesus always was. Jesus is connected to everything you see, holding it all together. And the heavens are the work of your hands. Come on, Jesus, the handyman. They will perish, but you will remain. And they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up and they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand? That place was reserved for Jesus. Till I make your enemies your footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Aren't you glad for your salvation? Come on, don't, come on, think about it. You, you might not be where you want to be. You might not have what you want. If things may not have all evolve to the place of your hope yet. But listen, you're not going to hell. You escape that horrendous, hideous place. You understand, call hell. We were all headed there, and we were just rescued by the mercy of God. Come on, I can live on that the rest of my life. If God would never do anything else for me, that was enough right there. That's my foundation. He loved me that much. I was like a spider on a little thread that I spend myself hanging over a fire. There was no hope for me. I was going down, but Jesus stretched out his long arm and he rescued me, and I'm forever grateful. That's why I praise him. That's why I worship him. That's why I live for him. It's what he did for me. Come on. I'm so happy I'm saved. How can you not be a happy born-again believer? Maybe you're not born again. Maybe you need to get born again again, again. I don't know. (laughs) I understand discouragement, but shake it off. Jesus, the living word, the last and final definite word of God. In the past, it talked about in the past, in various ways, in various times, God would speak through angels and through prophets. But today, he's speaking through his son. One way or the other, the words coming through his son. Isn't that good? The Old Testament was the First Testament. The New Testament is the New Testament. There won't be a Third Testament there won't be another representative. There won't be another way that God is coming to communicate with his people. He's already sent his son. And the Bible says, in the last days, he's speaking through his son. And in the last days, this is the Hebrew, this is the Christian, he, the Hebrews, Christians, born-again believers. They're the second generation of Christians. This book was written sometime in 60 AD 70 AD for a while we thought it was Paul but people don't know who really wrote this book it really doesn't matter I believe it was penned by the Holy Spirit and it's good for us today but you understand it the Lord was speaking to a generation that didn't walk with Jesus didn't talk with Jesus didn't see Jesus in the physical didn't go home Or to the grocery store, Walmart with Jesus. You understand? This is a second generation. This this word, this gospel was passed down to them. And so I just started thinking about all communication from that point to where we are today. It all flowed from Jesus. It points to Jesus. It comes through Jesus. Everything is revolving around Jesus. There's not going to be another Messiah. You understand, the father's not going to send a second son. He's speaking through his only begotten son. And so, listen, that whole chapter is about the supremacy, the majesty, the importance, and the love that the father has for the son. In that whole chapter, there's no commands to believers. There's no application for believers. There's no duty for believers. There's nothing for believers. Nothing. Didn't tell us to do nothing. The writer is just telling us by the spirit who Jesus is. We don't have to make a move. <laughs> we don't have to do nothing. We don't have to work. We don't have to labor at this point. We just need to hear about who Jesus is. And that's that's how this message is coming to these new converts that are really being persecuted. This is is second generation Hebrews, Jews, and they're being pulled now by the religious Jews. They want them circumcised. They want them back in the temple. They want them to do all of these traditions of men that have no power, and the Hebrew writer is warning them, don't go back there. So the Hebrew writer reminded them who Jesus was because they were pulling away. Susan, good word. That's my whole message, drifting away. My, my whole message is about don't pull away. This whole message to the Hebrews at this time was don't pull away. Don't go back to your tradition. Don't go back to that culture. Don't go back to what never enlightened you or empowered you. Don't go back to all of that. So this is a warning. It really isn't a warning yet, but all we see is a description of who Jesus is. You know, that's how I got saved. I just started seeing Jesus for who he was. Jesus wasn't telling me to do anything. He didn't tell me, you know, any applications, any duty, any commandment. He just showed me who he was. Come on. That's where I started. I saw Jesus for who he was. That's why I got geared up. That's where the fire struck me when I saw Jesus for who he was. And it's almost like the Hebrew author is trying to tell all these converts again who the Lord is. Get your eyes back on him. It's almost like John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. That's basically what he's saying. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the Bible says that the Word of God uh, manifested, became flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Whosoever receives Him, as many as receive Him, to them they have received this power, this right, this jurisdiction, this benefit, this privilege to become sons of God. Come on, man. We're becoming more like him every, every day. And so John 1 and chapter 1 in Hebrews, it's almost, it's all about Jesus and what he does. And so when I read that, I just, you know, I love to just see Jesus for who he is. And see Jesus like Jesus sees himself and how the father sees Jesus. You got to see him right. Y'all here? Come up your neighbor and say, wake up. I'm telling you, this message is going to be like an arrow. You're not going to expect it. I- I'm going to hit you with something shortly, and you-, you don't know it's coming. You ever get sucker punched? I mean, you just never, boom, you just out. Well, this ain't going to knock you out. This is going to knock you up. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be seated. That's right. Conception. <laughs> you're going to burst something. <laughs> so now we're going to read chapter two because chapter one's all about Jesus. And so in chapter two, verse one, I'm going to read through verse four. We're going to tie chapter one to the first four verses of chapter two. And it says, for this reason what's the reason? I just told you the supremacy. Of Jesus Christ who he is the majesty of the Father the Son of the Living God for this reason because therefore or since for this region reason now listen to this we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard. There's people pulling away from the Lord at this time, drifting away from the very foundations of Christ. And the Hebrew author is telling them Jesus is still the same today, yesterday, And forever. He's not going away. He's not waxing old. He will always be there for you. He is the King of kings and he is the Lord of lords and he will hand you your inheritance. He's a healer. He's he's the word of the living God sent by the Father that is first and foremost. Don't forget it. Because people are pulling away. We must pay attention, close attention, great attention it's necessary it's serious it's critical we pay much closer attention to what we have heard less we drift away from it it that's the kingdom that's what we've been called to from the son so we see the possibility here of christians drifting away we see the possibility It was happening then. And this word was for them. But this word is for still us. When I'm on my phone in my car, I just drift away. When you if you see me talking on the phone in the car, you better beware. And you're the same way. It's very dangerous. I think I got it together, and I'm going to a place. Susan's mapping it. Then she gets on her phone. She's not looking at the map. She's talking to somebody. I'm talking to somebody. Next thing you know, we're three or four miles. We didn't passed up the place, and we're in a hurry to get there, and we're trying to take care of business on the way there, you know, multitasking. And the next thing you know, we miss our destination. We just drift off because we're not focused on where we're going. For if, now listen to this, for if the words spoken through angels prove unalterable and every transgression and disobedience received their just recompense, you know what that means? If in the First Testament or the Old Testament, everything God said do, and if people didn't do it, there was consequences. God would command things and then people were supposed to do it because it would help them. You understand, God's just not in this world of his own. He wants to help humanity. And so he's telling people what to do to help them, but they're disobedient. And the Bible said, even as it was in the Old Testament that God would speak something through a prophet, through an angel, and if people didn't do it, There were consequences. If they did do it, there were results, good results. Y'all understand? And so just as it was in the Old Testament, the Bible is saying, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation after it was at the first spoken through the Lord? Now listen to this. This is our salvation. God's speaking through the author to the Hebrews, second generation, and he's saying, this is the features of trusting the gospel. After it was first spoken through the Lord, everything came through the Son, okay? Everything came through the Son, and then it says, after it, it was at first spoken through the Lord, it would confirm to us by those who heard it. So the apostles walk with Jesus, They heard the word. They were practicing the word. They were walking in the word. Then they preach it to this second generation Christian, these Hebrews, and the Bible says it was first spoken by the Lord or through the Lord. Then it was confirmed to us by those who heard it. That was the apostles. Now these people are hearing it and they also said God also bearing witness with them both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. And so you understand the same gospel that was preached to the apostles handed off to this next generation is also being preached to us and it all comes through the living word of the son. Are y'all here? And so the Bible is telling us we we are witnesses to what God is doing. You know, I started thinking about, you know why God does miracles first? And I I answered this the same, because he wants to show that he's God. (laughs) You understand? Because nobody can do those things. And secondly, he wants to help humanity. But the reason he displays his glory in a miraculous ability is because he wants to know, he wants people to know that he's God and he's all-powerful and he's all-knowing and he's fully capable and he's he's able to do for us. He's willing. Y'all gonna hang on a little while? So when I started, I read that chapter, I read the first verse, the description of Jesus in chapter one makes the command in chapter 2 urgent, serious, and it carries an enormous amount of weight of glory. Y'all remember we are talking about the weight of glory? Our light afflictions, which are, or they're real, and the Bible says are oh, for a moment, but they're working for us, a far more great exceedingly weight of glory. And so that there's a weight in this message that you have to carry. Okay? There's a weight that you have to carry in this message, but it's going to be a yoke that's easy and a burden that's light. How about that? I'm going to read the s- scripture again because it you just have to see. That for this reason, we must pay much closer attention To what we have heard. When I read that, pay close attention. That means take heed, tend to, hear, look, watch, wake up, don't drift. The Lord is telling us, now now get this, the first chapter talks about Jesus, the second chapter gives us a command. No commands, no duty, no application in the first chapter, but the second chapter tells us something we must do. And you know what it is? Listen. Listen, listen, listen. This is the weight of glory we have to carry. You have to listen. You have to open up your heart. You have to open up your spiritual ears. You have to listen. Everybody's listening to something. Y'all know a deaf person is listening to something? He can't hear nothing, but he's hearing something. Everybody's listening to something. But this scripture tells me pay attention to what the Lord has spoken through his son because we're all listening to something. And so my question to you today is what are you listening to? What are you listening to? Our first commandment, I believe as a believer, according to the book of Hebrews, is to listen. That is the hallmark of somebody that loves Jesus They want to listen to Jesus. That is the bottom line to a lover of the Christ. They want (laughs) to listen to Jesus. Listening's easy. I said listening's easy. I said listening's easy. You listen all day long. Right? You listen all day long to something. So listening's easy. Turn on the radio. iPhone download something listening is so easy you know what's hard listening to the right thing see that's the weight I'm gonna tell out on myself I better not (laughs) listen when I tell out on myself don't you tell out on me (laughs) what's in the river stays in the river (laughs) pastor said Anyway, Susan went to the ladies' meeting. My mama went to the ladies' meeting. Becky went to the ladies' meeting. I'm all by myself, two and a half acres, nobody home. I'm, like, excited. So I got up. I got, I got up uh, Saturday morning, and, uh, you know, when we get up, we go pray. It's just automatic. You know, if I don't feel like it, Susan said, you know, you're the pastor. You need to come pray. <laughs> and if she doesn't feel like it, I'd say, you're the pastor's wife. You need to You know, so we got accountability. But I don't have no accountability. And some of y'all are saying, where is he going with this? <laughs> well, anyway, I got up. I hit my iPhone. I'm a musician. And uh, I just started listening to some guitar players. Just instrumental. Yeah, because I, I don't like all that. And Susan, <laughs> if I ever do that, <laughs> Susan walks in and it's like, yeah! <laughs> and, she, well, it and she's what are you listening to? And she's like, sense. please. And so I did that for like an hour and a half. (laughs) I have sinned. And I'm not kidding. It it wasn't anything filthy. You know, music in my day, what they said, it wasn't really like today. It wasn't vulgar. It was just stupid stuff. But I'm listening to solos and stretching strings, and I'm just having the time. And after an hour and a half, I just felt dirty. But it wasn't like I, no, it wasn't like I sinned. It wasn't like I sinned. I just wasted my time. I chose to listen to something that my flesh wanted to listen to. And that was so easy to do. It's so easy. It's so easy to listen to something your flesh wants to listen to. Huh? You know, if somebody starts to gossip, You know, you kind of act all Christian-like, like like you don't want to participate, but your flesh is all in it. You know what I mean? So you start, your flesh wants to listen to things. Your flesh wants to listen to things. You know, if if everybody's beating up on you and somebody comes along and kind of halfway loves you and they start encouraging you, you want to listen to that. So it's like we have selective listening abilities. The flesh wants to listen to the things of the flesh. But if you're mindful of the things of the flesh, you know it, it leads to death, that feeling that I had. Just wasted life. You know, there's no, no life in it, no peace in it. And so I just started thinking about listening. We cannot give the flesh any provision to listen to what it wants. Now, the hard part is to listen to the right thing. And don't look all holy to me. All day long we listening to stuff. But when it comes to the Lord, he wants to speak. And that should be our joy, is to want to listen to the Lord. And I can tell you something else that's going on in the Christian world today, especially in America. Everybody's listening to every preacher. You can get confused. I would say narrow it down to about 30. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just narrow things down, man. If I'm your pastor, you know, let's kind of connect. And if you're going to listen to somebody else, kind of get in the same vein, same doctrine. You're just going to be confused. And so you, you have to learn what to listen to. But the hard part of listening is not listening. You ever get in your car? It's easy to turn the radio on and listen. But to get in your car and don't turn the radio on. That's hard. Oh, you don't listen to the radio? Okay. You got your iPhone. It's a listening device. Put it down. Turn it off. That's hard. Don't look at me so holy. The hard thing is not to listen. It's easy to listen. But the hard thing is not to listen to nothing anything. My point is, it's hard not to listen and it's hard to listen to the right thing. So we have to discipline ourselves. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit to open our ears up to what the Lord is saying and that's what this whole scripture is about. It's so important to hear what the Son of God is saying in this day. And listen, we all signed off on salvation, but I believe with all of my heart the first commandment to the saved soul is to listen, not labor, listen, not work, watch the Lord. This is how I listen to the Lord. I can read his word. I can just stand still, stand quiet, and the Lord will start speaking to my spirit. I mean, when I was coming up here, I saw the Lord coming back, dressed in a robe full of blood. You know, if you, if you hear that in the natural, it makes no sense. This is the precious blood that he shed. And so when I'm listening to the Lord, I'm watching him. When I see the scriptures, they come alive. When Jesus called the little children to him and all of the disciples, they were trying to keep the kids away from him, he said, suffer not the little children to me. Let them come to me. And he put that child on his lap and he started talking about this is the kingdom of God. And you know what the Lord showed me? That if you don't see children as real valuable, you might not see the kingdom right. So you see my eyes are on Jesus and what he's saying. Blind man bought a mess. When I came up here, I just saw him screaming. I just saw him. It's like this video going in my head when I read the Gospels. The video just goes off when when somebody, you know, a a picture is a thousand words. And so I'm picturing things. My mind is photogenic. Photogenic? I'm, I'm seeing things. Things are registering. I'm relaying. I mean, the Lord's relaying through pictures. And so that's how I see the Lord. I'm watching him. And so when blind man bought a mess, I I can almost smell him. I can almost see what he's dressed in, in my own imagination. I can hear him screaming. I can hear him hollering. I can hear the disciples saying, shut up, shut up, shut up. And I can see Jesus stop and say, bring him here. And the disciples say, don't shut up, go. (laughs) And I mean, so I'm watching the Lord. My mind is on the Lord. My eyes are on the Lord. I'm tending to. I'm listening to what the Lord is saying. And this this does something to me. It puts something in my spirit. It's making me more like him. It's holding this mirror of complete liberty. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm seeing Jesus. And I want to be like that. Are y'all here? I'm listening to the Lord. Most people struggle is they don't listen to the Lord. This is the first and foremost factor and feature of a born-again believer. They want to fall in love with listening to Jesus. That's my one point. Many, many of our problems will be solved if we get with Jesus. And, of course, Jesus, you know, the Father speaks through the Son, through the living word, via the Holy Spirit, to our spirit. Y'all understand, so the Lord is speaking, but we're not listening. So many times something happens and we just get up and run and we just start doing things and we didn't go to the Lord to listen. This whole, this whole, all of Hebrews has to do with these people drifting. I looked up the word drifting. It's a word about this long in the Greek. I'm not going to even say it, but it's two words. The first word is para. It means alongside. It means to slip. It really means to float, and you know we we're the river, and so there's a river that you get in that comes from heaven, and we just flow. But if you don't know the Lord, or you're not hearing from the Lord, you're just floating. You understand? You're just floating. I I, I meet people all the time, and they're just floating. They're just floating. They're just drifting. They don't even know where they're going. They don't even know what they're doing. Some Christians, they're just floating. You know, you don't have to do much to get to hell. You just float. I meet people all the time, and I ask them if they know the Lord, and they, they just don't know. They're just floating. They just hope at the end of life it'll all just turn out right. It don't, it don't work like that. If you're just floating, if you're just drifting here and there and you're not tied to the mercy seat in heaven and you're not hearing the word of God on a regular basis, you understand you'll find yourself getting discouraged. You'll find yourself just floating. You'll find life will just get hard even as a believer and you have no understanding what God is doing. God wants you in the picture. God wants to partnership with you. God wants to talk with you. God wants you to know what's going on and where he is. This is how confident I am in God. When he's not doing nothing for me, he's helping me. (laughs) And when he's doing something for me, he's helping me. That's why my God is. Ain't nothing happening. I'm not seeing God. I'm hearing a word here and a word there. I'm seeking him. And when I don't feel nothing, don't see nothing, I know I ain't supposed to get nothing. I'm going to keep doing what he told me to do last. I'm going to keep with the task. I'm going to keep with the plan. I'm going to keep with the last word that he gave me. But it's it's not, I don't, I get words from the Lord. The Lord talks to me on a daily basis. You know, Susan and I, we talk every day. We sleep together. We're intimate. We communicate. It should be the same way with the Lord. The Lord wants to speak to you. The Lord wants to speak to you. The Lord wants to speak to you. God Almighty wants to speak to you. Isn't that good news? I mean, how can you be? I mean, some of y'all might want to run out of here right now, go find a hole somewhere that you can get with the Lord. But the Lord can speak to you through me right now, and I hope he is, that this would encourage you to get with the Lord. You don't want to miss your destiny. You don't want to miss your transformation. You could fall out of love with Jesus. You might not stay in love with Jesus if you drift and you float. And you won't be transformed. You won't be what you need to be at the time you need to be it to fulfill the next step in your destiny. You must hear from the word of the Lord. And these scriptures are telling us we must pay closer attention to what the Lord is saying. And he's saying, he's speaking today. He spoke through uh, brother, brother right there. Brother, brother revival. (laughs) Zach, Zach, I love you, man. I ain't ain't figured Zach all out yet, but I like that. (laughs) I like to have a few unknowns in people. (laughs) Hebrews 3, verse 1. It's all over Hebrews. Hebrews 3, verse 1, therefore, holy brethren, that's you and I, partakers of the heavenly calling. You have a calling on your life. Consider, consider the apostle, the high priest, of our confession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him, who appointed him. Consider Jesus. Tell your neighbor, consider Jesus. No matter what goes on, you need to be considering Jesus. Hebrews 12, I'm just going to read a few. Let us lay aside every weight. Hebrews 12:1. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, seeking Jesus, keep, keep, keeping your eyes on Jesus, fixing We don't put a G on fixing in this church, (laughs) fixing, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You want to endure? You need to have a hope set before you, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, for consider him. You always got to consider Jesus. You always got to have your eyes on Jesus. You always got to have ears to hear what the Lord is saying. Consider him. Like, I'm going to read this scripture right here, and this is, I just see things. This is how it works. And I'm, I'm a favorite of the Lord. I know that, but you are too if you get in his presence. You know, whatever child's with me at the time that I birth, they're my favorite. If all three are with me, they're all my favorite. So you got to get with the Lord. For consider him who endured such hostility. You ever go through something? Anybody ever give you a a hard time? You know what I mean? I mean, people dissing you out, mean mugging you, talking down on you, defaming you, saying things that's not true. Well, listen to this. Consider him. Consider Jesus who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your own souls. You understand? He would seek the Father on how to handle this situation. You ever been in the Garden of Gethsemane? Everybody leaves you, you're betrayed, but you're going to do the will of God, but you're all alone, and it's not easy. I'm relating to Jesus. I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus because He endured, I can endure. My, my body hadn't been pierced yet, His was. Thank you, Jesus. So that's what, whenever I read the scriptures, it's these pictures that come to me, and so I constantly keep my eyes and I keep my look and my watch on Jesus. That's the commandment to us. Listen to the Lord. Another one, Hebrews 10. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance. Hebrews 10, Having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water, let us hold fast the confession of hope, What is hope? It's something before you. It's something you see. It's something Jesus is presenting. Y'all with me? It's his word. It's his promise. It's how to do this. It's the description of a marriage. It's how you give. It's how you forgive. It's it's the hope. It's the way that God puts before you so we can do this life right. Are y'all here? And it says, let us consider one another. Man, I love to watch real people of God in hard circumstances. You ever watch somebody going through something that loves God and they do it all right? It's like they they, all, they just bow up and just say, you know what? I love Jesus so much, I ain't, I'm just going to go through this. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to blame. I'm going to take it like a man. I'm going to just walk this out. It's not easy. I don't feel good about it all, but you know what? I'm not going to let my loose lips start talking bad about the Word of God and the church and the people of God. I'm going to walk this out. I'm going to trust the Lord with all of my heart. I'm not going to lean on my little degrees that I have or my past experience. I'm going to trust the Lord. He's going to order my steps. That's what I'm going to do. Stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as in the manner some do, exalting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So in these last days, I'm telling you, people are just drifting. It scares me. It scares me to see people, and I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it, you know, I'm not like running high and scared, but it just alarms me to see people just gravitating Drifting in the wrong direction. Are you willing to listen to the sun? Not the S-U-N, the S-O-N. Are you willing to listen to the sun? If you're going to listen to the sun, get this, you got to turn everything else off. And I'm telling you, I can get in my prayer closet and my mind is like, it's running 100 miles an hour. It could all look right. I could be on my knees. I could be folding my hands. I could be saying everything right, but your mind can still be, your mind is somewhere else, listening to something else. And so to hear the sun, you have got to turn everything else off. Are you willing to turn everything else off? You know, in, in the United States, oh, my God. She could have If you don't stop listening to the world, your flesh, cornal people, you'll fall out of love with Jesus. Listen, there's been times in my life I just couldn't find Jesus. Just, I mean, I just like, you know, well, you, Lord? And usually it's what my mind is telling me or what I'm feeling or what happened or what I saw or the challenge was too great. And all of a sudden, my mind just goes in another direction. And I lose my direction. But the moment I come back and I just get on my knees and I just come to the Lord and repent if I have to repent, i got to hear the voice of God. I have got to hear the voice of God. I have got to hear the voice of God. I have got, I'm telling you, sometimes to hear the voice of God, it's like mining gold. You know, you, you have to keep digging. You have to just keep digging. Sometimes it could even be discouraging, but all of a sudden you hit and you get a nugget from God and he just said something to you and you heard something and all of a sudden it brings life and strength back to you. Come on, somebody. Don't drift. Don't drift. I'm going to tell this story and I think I'm going to end it right there. When Susan and I went to Hawaii years ago, you know, we wanted, I mean, who doesn't want to go to the beach at Hawaii? I mean, my God, why are you there? <laughs> and so, man, I couldn't wait to go to the beach. And this was kind of, we like the outback places. So we, we get there. The beach is so beautiful. I mean, so inviting, so i mean just beautiful the water is clear so i remember coming down this little corridor on the beach coming through the sand dune and i just headed for the water i said sue you coming she said i'm gonna opt out i'm not going she was pregnant for joseph i just went straight in the water the water is crystal clear i'm telling i see fish it's no coral or anything but it's just i mean it's clear it's like looking in your bathtub water that you just uh drew And uh, all of a sudden, I felt a pull, but I, I, you know, when you're just having so much fun and you're caught up in it, you, you don't realize what could really happen. So I'm caught up into the landscape and the beauty, but at the same time, the current was pulling me, and the current started pulling me out. I started drifting, and when you're drifting, you're not aware of it. It comes unannounced. It's not named like, you're going to be drifting now. (laughs) (laughs) You don't, you're deceived to some extent and you just start drifting. And if somebody tells you you're drifting, you get mad. That's when you know you're drifting. Mm -hmm. Who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. And so I started drifting, but you know, I'm having so much fun and it's so beautiful, you just kind of shuck it off. The next thing you know The pool got real great, and the next thing I knew, I was standing on sand with no water around me. The water had sucked out, and when I looked up, this massive wall of water just came down. It broke on me and just pounded me into the sand, and I had brush burns and bruises, and I mean, I was somewhat messed up. I never saw it coming. And so when I finally got, and I'm naked, I'm just telling you, it ripped my suit off. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. How could I get myself in this situation? I'm all messed up. That's what drift, You drifting will put you in a place, and it'll have you in a place. It will embarrass you. You will embarrass yourself. You'll feel condemnation because you did not keep listening to the Lord. You did not consider the Lord in some areas. You did not keep watching the Lord. You didn't keep looking at the Lord. And so when I finally got up and I got out and I was walking towards the beach, all of a sudden there were red flags everywhere, way up in the sky, flapping. Red flags, you know what red flags? That means stupid, don't go in. But we get so caught up with what's in front of us, we get distracted and we get pulled by the currents of this world. They're seducing spirits and just, just the worldly things, it just begins to pull us away. And I'm cautioning us, let's not do that as a church. Let's seek the Lord. You need to get your eyes on Jesus, come on. I remember years ago, we went to Mexico. Years ago, we went to Mexico. And so we did the same thing out back. You know, we don't do the traditional beaches. We like to get away from everything. And so we all out there having a good time. Next thing I know, I see lifeguards go and rescue some of our people from the waters because the current, they got caught in some type of tide and it pulled them out and uh, they were rescued. Some didn't even know they were rescued. And actually what happened, the guard, the lifeguard, he told everybody, don't go back. They stayed there and watched some people on our team go back out in that water and then get messed up again. That's how we are. We're drifters if we don't keep our eyes on the Lord. I'm telling you, we will drift. We will drift away from the things of God if we don't keep our eyes on the Lord. I hope this message awakens you to the possibility and the seriousness of drifting. And if you're in this service right now and you want to leave because you're tired of hearing me, you're drifting. You're you're not seeing this at all. You're drifting. You're really drifting. But if you're here this morning and and you feel like, you know what? Man, that's me. I'm on, I'm off. I'm in prayer, I'm out of prayer, I'm in church, out of church. I'm seeking the Lord, then I'm not seeking the Lord. I'm a saint, then I'm a sinner. I'm up, I'm down, I'm yo-yo. I'm in, I'm out. It's just, I mean, you don't understand, that's the drifting. There's no foundation. You're not anchored to anything. And so you, you are open to anything if you're always drifting. So this message this morning was just, just to help to find where you are. Are you in a place that you're drifting? I mean, I'm going to just talk about, I I know some people involved in this church, Donald and Jen. And I mean, many people, Uh, you know, testimonies from Zach, uh, this man, Kevin, my pastors. I keep an eye on them. I I know they're in the word. I know they're not drifting. I I see them. I see their attitudes. I see their conduct. I'm just watching. But some people I don't know. And I don't need to know. I'm not your Lord. I'm just an overseer. I'm just trying to help you not drift, not drift. And I'm going to tell you, if you would think about it, before you were even a Christian, you know, your parents had standards or your school teacher had standards, and you just decided to be a little rebellious and try to figure out and do some things on your own, and you started drifting, even before you were a believer. And all of a sudden, you in a place you never thought you would ever be in. That's scary. And the same thing can happen as a believer. You can get in a place you never thought you could get yourself in just by being a drifter. One last story. <laughs> Charles Spurgeon. Y'all know him? That, that, that boy at 16 was rebellious to the heart, just mad at God. And one day he was going to church because his parents made him go to church and he was walking through snow, so he never got to church that he went to so he turned into a methodist church and when he turned in that Methodist church there was only 10 or 12 people there and the guy that was there he's some lay pastor the real pastor wasn't there so he's listening to this lay pastor and he ain't he is bored as all get out he is like fed up with this guy he didn't want to listen to him and you know what the guy that was preaching he didn't have much but what he had he had y'all know those people and so he got up in the pulpit, he read a couple of scriptures like I just read. Look look to the Lord, fix your eyes on the Lord. And he just started saying, look to Jesus. Just look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. He did that for about 10 minutes. Look to Jesus. Just look to Jesus. Just look to Jesus. Just watch Jesus. Look to Jesus. Jesus. The one that lived and died, the one that would look up at the stars and be fascinated, the one that hungered and thirsted, the one that came and healed the sick and raised the dead, the one they crucified and he had never, ever sinned and uh, died and then rose from the dead and got up and then seated at the right hand of the Father. And he just kept saying, look at Jesus, and he gives somebody something to look at. You need a healing, he's a healer. You need provision, he's a provider. He just kept giving people something to look at. And, and this is the way it works. It works. Looking helps you before you do anything. You got to look at Jesus. Y'all know this crazy thing that people wore on their hands, just do what Jesus did? Well, nobody ever looked at Jesus. They don't know what he did. So what good is a bracelet? And what would Jesus do if you never knew what he did? So if you're not looking at Jesus in the Scripture or by the Spirit or through other believers, you don't know what to do. Just look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. You don't have to work. You don't have to labor. You don't have to grunt. You don't have to groan. You don't have to pray. You don't have to do nothing. Just look at Jesus. Just look at Jesus. Just look at Jesus. That's what keeps me saved. I just keep my eyes on Jesus. You know, Jesus wouldn't treat a friend that away. I see how Jesus would treat people. He loved people. He loved the downtrodden. He loved the sinners. And so I just always look at Jesus. If you're mad at me right now, you're drifting. (laughs) If you're shaking your leg because you're tired and it's too long, you're drifting. Because I'm trying to show you a part of Jesus maybe you never saw before. Jesus was patient. Jesus would endure. What I'm going to do, I'm going to preach till about 4 o'clock just to see how bad you are drifting. <laughs> y'all guys from Irwinville, you liked it, huh? Y'all not drifters. But y'all did drift from Irwinville to over here. Listen, you need to answer, answer that question in your own heart. Where are you? Where are you? you just a church goer why are you doing what you're doing what is your life what is your christianity based on it should be based on the love of jesus you should be a listener we should major in listening from the lord we should be fighting each other to preach at each other when we get here on the, in, on sunday morning you know what god told me you know what god showed me i mean it should be we so loaded because we heard from the lord you know, people are hearing other people hear from the Lord saying what they're saying. There ain't no power in that. What do you believe? What are you hearing from the Lord? I'm telling you, I am challenging you. We started out this year. Let's seek the Lord. Let's get in the Word. Let's dig deeper and stay longer. We have to get our eyes on Jesus. That's why I'm starting RMI RBI. Because I want to get some people. I need 40 people. I got like 28. I'm believing for 40 people that I can pour at least 125 hours in in two months that you will begin to see the Lord like you never saw the Lord. And you would begin to know the Holy Spirit like you never saw the Holy Spirit. If you are not in RBI, Why? Why? <laughs> that was sick, sick, <laughs> sick sick. I primed them, I pulled them to the side, I said, when I say, why are you not in RBI, you say, why? "Why?" They didn't listen. (laughs) They just didn't listen. Nicole, you did good. (laughs) Y'all all did good. Anyway, I need you to sign up, and I'm telling you, if you or have that posture as a Christian this morning. And you know you're capable and have already floated around in many many areas if you Christian walk. I really want to pray for you as your pastor. And I want you to run up here right now. And it doesn't mean that's not a negative towards you, but you want to get serious about the Lord. You've confessed him as Lord, you've confessed him as savior. But you know what, you just hadn't, you just hadn't began to l- seek him. Seek, we must seek the Lord. Come on, if that's you, come up here. Everybody else is dismissed. Every drifter is dismissed right now. <laughs> come on, Ashley, come on. Come on, if you've been drifting, I want to help you. The Lord wants to help you. Listen, you'll never grow if you drift. You'll always float. And I'm telling you, if you're floating, uh, uh, there's not much resistance to the floater. The floater just goes with the currents of the world and ends up in a bad place. Come up here. Come up fast. Come up here. Come up here. Come up here. Nicole, you did good. You know that. I'm telling you, if you quit then you'll grow up. I feel in the spirit, I feel in the spirit. There's currents, there's things pulling, there's things pulling you in the wrong direction. And uh, just by the word of the Lord, by the help of the Holy Ghost, by the counsel of the Father, that something's gonna be broke off of you. Gonna be broke off of you that no longer you would just go with every wave and every doctrine. You you won't just go. You won't be unstable any longer in the name of Jesus. Something is going to be set on the inside of you. Something is going to cause you uh, to be stable, and it's going to be the Word of God, and it's going to be the hunger of the Word of God, a hunger of the Word of God. You know y'all can sit around and worry about everything you don't have, and you just float away it's terrible. I've done it. It works. (laughs) You just float away from everything. Or you can seek the Lord. And I'm telling you, just as the world speaks loud, God will speak loud to you. Just as the world is quick to give you information, the Lord is quick to give you information. He will give you what you need, that you can be stable, you can be solid, you can be sound, you can be solidified, and you will never, ever drift away again. In the name of jesus now holy ghost back up the word that the lord just spoke holy ghost be the helper that you are holy ghost put a peace on them that as they seek you they'll find you i thank you the lord is really truly knocking at your door and he wants you to open the door he won't open it for you he wants you to open the door he wants to come in he wants to sup with you he wants to live with you. He wants to dine with you. That means intimacy. That means fellowship. That means friendship. That means oneness. That means unity. That means so much. Seek the Lord while he may be found. I'm telling you, you can hear. You have ears to hear. Just open your heart. You have ears to hear. Open your heart. You're gonna live to you're gonna listen to death or you're gonna listen to life. You decide. You choose life today. Whom you going to serve. It's life or death. It's cursing or blessing. You decide. You decide. Same thing. You can sit and worry. You can sit and let your mind run. Or you can get on your knees. And you can fall before the Lord. And you can cry out for mercy like blind man bought a And the Lord will stop. And the Lord will come to you. And the Lord will begin to speak to you. And you'll hear the voice of the Lord, and confidence will come, boldness will come, certainty will come, and surety will come, and you'll know what to do next. And he'll he'll you'll have the ability to plan and he'll order your steps. It just works like like that. It just works like that. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. You listen, you listen before you labor. Y'all laboring. You understand? But you got to listen. Pastor don't have all the answers. You're going to labor, you're going to be busy, but you need to listen to the Lord. That don't mean you quit laboring, that don't mean you quit not being busy, but you listen. It makes the work easier, it makes the labor easier. Listen and look and watch. Stop, look, Stop and look. Stop and listen. Stop, look, and listen. Stop. Just stop. Look and listen. Stop. I'm telling you, we need to listen before we labor. We need to watch before we work. The burden that is light is listening. The yoke that's easy is listening. Come to the Lord and he teach you. Give you rest to your soul. Take my yoke, listen, listen, listen. It's a time to listen, it's a time to listen, it's a time to listen, it's a time to listen. I can tell you this, it's a guaranteed fact in my life. When I just shut everything down and I need God and I just go get along, And I don't leave until he talks to me. He always speaks to my heart. He might not give me what I want, but he will speak to my heart. And usually when I get up, I feel better because he spoke to me. And so, you know, that's your privilege as a believer is to hear from the Lord. And I know life comes at you with all these decisions you have to make, but the answer's in your spirit, not your head the answer's always right here and it makes no sense and it seems somewhat difficult but it's always in your spirit god listen to listen you have to position yourself you know to listen you have to go buy an iphone hook up the iphone <laughs> you know what i mean download something to listen to a teacher at school you got to pay the tuition You got to go to class. You got to do your best to keep focused, to listen. It's the same thing with the Lord. You have to position yourself. You have to want it. You have to go after it. And you have to do it. And just stay planted until the Lord talks to you. You need to hear from the Lord. And when you hear from the Lord, you'll quit vacillating. You'll quit, you know, you'll have more understanding. That's the cool thing. The more you hear from, Lord, the more understanding the less wise I'll come when you start hearing from God you understand what he says is so valuable to you all the little details of what's not going on they just fade in the, in the, in the midst of everything because God just spoke to you. you ever just got up from prayer or service and God really spoke to you and how confident you felt Now to do it's something else but the God that spoke to you he's going to help you do it so you trust him keep this walk and don't get with drifters you understand people that drift around in life you connect with them you'll end up where they're going you just can't connect with drifters you got to connect with solid people we minister to them we tell them about Jesus we love them like being a, uh, in a tube in a river, and just say, "Hey, listen, we're gonna float down together. You're gonna end up where they're going." And I'm telling you, the currents of this world is pulling people away from the Lord. So seek Him. God will speak to you. I promise you. You need a word. Huh? It's not coming from me. I'm confident. I'm not. It's no more it's gonna come from me. God's gonna speak to you. You need be to hear from with Him. You. Amen. We love you. Just keep going with in you. Christ. Amen. Amen. What's up, man? Amen. I keep growing this. You catch it you need prayer. I Lord, I thank you for Aaron. I just I thank you, Lord. He's you. a priest, a royal priesthood. Thank you, Lord. What he's called. It that yes, the world